Sanete Farai Sakupwanya. Translation, never grow weary taking great pleasure out of breaking things down. Which is exactly what happened when we hung out with this jazz vocalist, an artist with a penchant for theater, a religious journeyman with a story as powerful as his voice and his round kick. As soon as I got to know Musa, I remember telling Chilu about him and both of us agreed this is a voice worth sharing. So, here it is. Farai, enjoy. Welcome back to Key Africans Unlocked. <laughs> How are you doing, Chilu? I'm doing great, man. Never been better. That's good, that's good. You know what's odd, man? Is the last time we were here, it felt like it felt like we were back, back? Yeah. And it felt like we'd been on a break. Today just feels like we've been going, man. Yeah. I don't get the sense that I'm back from a break at this point. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, it's it's a rhythm of life. So, yeah. yeah. Hmm. But you had a good week. You good? Week's been good. Week's been awesome. You know, it's well, what's interesting about um, weeks and days is when you wake up and there's like a bunch of challenges. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you shut your eyes to sleep, like you've knocked a few of them down and, and you have less challenges. Then you wake up to tackle the next ones. Uh, but when you wake up, there are more challenges. <laughs> Gotcha, and then this is, it's a cycle, but you know, we're winning. So that's we what's are winning. My week was fantastic. Thanks for asking, Chilu. Um, Welcome. <laughs> our guest today is a dude that I met very recently, actually, in less than a month oh. ago. Um, a, a common friend of ours, like a, you know, a mutual friend. Her name is Sammy. We should probably have her on this show as well, you know, because I think she'll be an interesting person to talk to. She, you know, she put together a beautiful theatrical production with the Joburg Ballet. And she asked me to be on board. Of course, I said yes. And I was introduced to some of the most amazing creatives. Just the the ballerinas were incredible themselves. But then I met this guy right here, Musanete. Hey, everyone. (laughs) Musa, how is Sammy pronouncing your surname? Do you remember when we're on stage? It just wasn't working half the time. But you can say it now. Oh. What did she say now? Sakupanya. No, she wasn't. What's your surname? Sakupanya. 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 Kupanya. Kupanya in Zambia is like to break something. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's, oh, okay. a, it's a very like destructive some... surname. So, what? what? <laughs> the my, my full of name. The guy. My full name is Musanete Farai Sakupanya. So, if you put it all together, it's don't get tired, be happy, destroying things. It's awesome. I think it's it's a great name. That is exactly what wow. your name means, bro. <laughs> Musanete. Farai. Farai. Sakupanya. Yeah. Names are amazing. So I met Musa and I was amazed at the voice that he had, bro. This guy's voice is incredible. <clears throat> now, so I've been told, yeah. Okay, you about to drop a little something? Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, 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 I'm not go dropping ahead. You look like you're about to dropping my voice. I'm just dropping my <laughs> dropping voice. Dropping the register. Just dropping as, my voice. As we oh, do. Because y'all are voice artists too, so it's like I gotta, I gotta keep up. <laughs> no, 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 but you're, you're, I'm gonna soft company. sell this whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna very white it. <laughs> what, what I'm amused by is. I thought you guys knew each other because of the way you connect. I thought you guys like had a long history. I thought you were going to say, crazy, we went to school it? together. I when I met we, him. We really like got, got along immediately. And the wow. thing is, is Sam, Sam, every time she talked about Zubs, was like, Musa, you're going to love Zubs. He's like, he's, he's, you're, gonna, you're just going to get along so well. I know it. And I'm just thinking like, Sam, you know, she gets really excited about stuff. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, Sam. Yeah, sure thing, <laughs> Sam. And I met Zubs, you know, and it was like, 
Ah, bro, this is my brother. <laughs> Dude, as soon as we met, it was like we'd known we were, each other for We ever, were like, bro. yo, it was, crazy. Yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. And throughout that entire sort of production, rehearsals, the weeks of everything, preparation, we were just like this, you know? Wow. And I knew instantly that I needed to have him on the pod after I found out that he wasn't just an incredible voice, this dude, right? And I'm telling you, his voice is phenomenal, right? But he's a Taekwondo second Dan, right? Yeah. Sure. Second Dan basically yeah. means, you My know the man. belts. You go through the belts until you get to what? Like, like for you get to black first. Black belt, Yeah, from right? white to After you to get yellow, to black whatever. belt, there's another level. Mm. And that's the Dan levels. He's on, what Dan are you on? Second Dan. And how long have you been at this thing? Uh, it's about, it's five, five years now. Six really? Years. In six five years. years? I thought this you were going to say since you were a kid. Nah, nah. Dude, that's what I thought. Yeah. How long have you been doing theater and stage? Theater actually, I mean, I used to do it in high school. Yeah. And then I went to varsity to, to, to sing. Yeah. But theater actually literally started last year. Isn't that crazy? And now yeah. he's traveling the world doing lead roles already. Right? So that's yeah. another thing. So Taekwondo, he's, he's laced it, he's killed it, highest level. He does theater, he laces, he kills it, highest, highest level. level. Yeah. You know what I mean? This guy is a fantastic dude. But hey, man, I'm a, I just want to introduce you guys out here to Musanete Sakupanya. I don't know who he's talking about. Like, <laughs> you Welcome to the bro. pod, my you brother. brother. Thank Welcome. you, man. Thank Welcome you for to Key having Africans you guys. Unlocked. Oh, this is awesome. I'm, I'm so excited. It's my first time being on a podcast that's not my own. Oh, yeah, because you do your own podcast. Look at you podcast. marketing your podcast so, like, in the first no, I haven't even, I haven't even said the I'm name. Teasing. Why would I'm you teasing. say I'm that? Teasing. Like, I was actually going to keep it out of the whole thing. But I mean journeytopodcast.com. I'm just saying, so it's the first time I'm on a podcast that's not my own. And, you know, on my own podcast, I've been like, oh, I, I want to do interviews and stuff, have guests yeah, yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's really cool to have this experience being my first experience on mm. someone else's podcast. Because then I can learn from y'all's mistakes. So that and trust me, there have been there have been many mistakes. Just today alone, it's okay. I I can point out a few things. Yeah, no, <laughs> you should watch these. You should watch our first batch of ten. We kill it, man. I mean, like I mean, you look at you looking yeah. at the process, but look at the final product. We no, 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 the, that's cool. The yeah. sizzle on it. Yeah, we we, we, we when we sprinkle like yeah, what, what's like his name? Salt Bay. Salt Bay. When we put the sprinkle on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like this, but yeah. with our voices. So maybe he's like. <laughs> So, Just so, don't tell anyone you do that with the mics. They'd never use them again. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> My first question uh, before Zubs dives in. Yeah. So all these things are happening in the past few years. I mean, you, you're doing phenomenal things. So obviously there's a layer of stuff that sets you up to, to have the mindset of conquering different fields, different arenas. Yeah. So what, what, what can you point to which kind of um, helps to solidify your base so that you are this guy? Well, I mean, growing up, I was always, I was always a performer, you know. Grew up in Zim, and we we had lots and lots of power cuts, you know. Before there was load shedding in Zimbabwe, in South Africa, we knew about that in Zim. We just never called it load shedding; just said power cuts. But um, I'd always sing in front of the family, and uh, my sister was learning piano, you know, and uh, so and she was a singer. She always she always sang with groups in high school, and I would listen to them singing and I would get their cassettes, you know, because they would record on cassettes back yeah. in those days. And when my sister wasn't home, I'd like play those cassettes. And that's how I learned how to harmonize, oh, wow. you know. And then uh, later on, I think after high school, in high school, I, I did drama. And then after high school, there was church. Uh, I was in Celebration Church in Zimbabwe and they had a very strong, like, creative side. So I got into the, the choir there and I was a worship leader and 
in Celebration Church. So, so it's also a, it was a great platform. I mean, you you're standing up in front of like three and a half thousand people on a Sunday, so you know you you get over the whole crowd thing very quickly. Um, and then from there, coming to to South Africa to pursue singing, um, I you know I studied jazz for a while, and for a while I just I just thought I'd be a jazz singer, <laughs> you know, and. Um, you know, through a few events, I realized, you know, I can't, I can't limit myself to one thing. Um, one, it's not practical for a performer to just only have one trick unless you really dominate that trick, you know, with everyone else. Mm-hmm. But um, I wasn't in that position. So when I'd made a few decisions, which we might talk about, but I'd made a few decisions that made me realize I need to really not be afraid to try different things um, and not close off my mind to different opportunities. And uh, let's see. I don't know if I'm good at it, but something that's happened as I've gotten older is I've gotten braver, you know? And so now I'm like, oh, I could fail at that, but let's just find out, (laughs) you know? And so far, things have gone, they've gone pretty well. That's, yeah, yeah, I have to say, I think they have gone pretty well for you. The older you get, sometimes you find that people are averse to taking risks in that way. They don't want to try new things. They don't want to stray away from what they feel is tried and tested. If anything, they want to stick with what they know works and then stay with that for the rest of their lives, you know? There's a huge move, I think, in the world in general of people changing careers and professions, for example, in their 40s. People starting new families post-40, like literally divorces, remarriage, new child. Do you understand what I mean? Um, And I think immediately of Judge Masipa, for example, who only became a judge much later in life, you know, and there's so many countless examples of people who have had the courage as they get older to say, you know what, I've been doing this 20 years, but it's time to start something brand new. I heard that being on your phone for somebody who actually does a podcast about (laughs) podcasts. I am so sorry. That is like a rocky mistake. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, it's fine. It's fine. It happens to the best of us. So, yeah, man, I think what you're doing is very brave and courageous. Has it come at any kind of cost for you? Yeah, I think, I think anytime you pursue anything, there's, there's some kind of consequence. Um, something I learned recently was that, you know, I mean, beliefs have consequences. Everything has a consequence, right? So you choose something, it means you're, you're letting go of something else. Um, I think one of the big consequences was I... It's it's a strange one. I think a lot of time I, I was so used to getting a lot of um, validation from a certain group of, of people, mm-hmm. and making these choices kind of killed off that validation because it's like, oh, now you're doing all this other stuff. Now you know. Now you now you think you're gonna do this. Now you mm-hmm. think you're gonna do that. Right. Um, now you think you are good enough to be in these places. You know. Um, so, so for a long time, I depended on a certain core group of people to, to validate me. And in choosing to kind of go my own way, mm-hmm. you know, that obviously I, I started losing that. And obviously that's, that's quite difficult, especially when it's people mm-hmm. that you've always kind it's of looked up group. to. Um, but, but I've discovered a new core group, you know. It's, yeah. it's, 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 you make new relationships and you meet new people. Like I've met you, you know, and... <laughs> Someone that I already feel like I'm really close to. I've met you mm. today and I'm going to abuse all your knowledge of <laughs> the things that I've, I've, we've talked about before. But um, it's, it's, it's something that you have, to, you have to deal with. You know, there have been water, that sorry, consequence. Yeah. Whose what is this? There's an that's, that's Chilu. Is this me? Is that Zam, is this you? Huh? 
<laughs> just drink it. Thank well, you for that share. Yeah, you you you're talking about a core group and and you've um you, but I don't know too much about what you're saying, so it's hella vague. I know, I know. <laughs> Is I'm it being, deliberate that you're I'm being it vague. vague? I was being vague a little bit, but I was like, well, you know, let, let's. I, I don't mind answering um just to give more clarity okay, do, you, do you want to go just a, a level deeper you know yeah, just just I, a little bit below the surface all the way deep <laughs> guys, I, this guy has no qualms just found out like i i literally do not mind yeah. <laughs> going yeah man <laughs> so who is this core group you know is it um, the EFF? No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Oh my goodness! You know, coming from Zimbabwe, and you start talking about land, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a deep they thing, all connect. Bro. Hey, they all connect. But um, so so for a long time, I I mentioned the church I was in. I was at Celebration Church. Yeah. And I was actually a pastor there. Oh wow! And so when I came down to South Africa and I was studying. Uh, a friend of mine and I, who came from Zim, you know, we eventually started the church. And after a few years of actually doing it and having another pastor from Joburg mentoring us, we then became ordained pastors. And so for a long time, and that's probably like the, the kind of gap in my career, when other people were advancing with, you know, their music or their acting and all that kind of stuff, I was pastoring. You know, and for a long time, I thought that, you know, this is what I'm going to do. You know, mm. I'm going to be a pastor. I'm going to be a man of God. I'm going to, you know, vocation. mentor people and stuff. And you Calling. Know, yeah, it's definitely. Calling. You know, you deal with hundreds of people. And I was, we were on campus there at, at the University of Pretoria. And uh, through, through events, and I'm just going to say events there. I, I don't think I want to go too far. Okay. Um, but through events, I decided to, to step down from pastoring and also to leave Celebration Church. And that actually triggered a lot of the, 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 the different choices I started to make um, because it was now, wait, I don't know if I'm going to be a pastor anymore. I don't know yeah. if I want to, to, to live like that. And I don't know if I want to. Years. Yeah, you know, you've been doing this for years. Your life really belongs to other people, mm. you know, and suddenly I don't have those other people. I'm not, I'm not beholden to them anymore. I, I used to make choices that would sabotage perf performance uh, potential for the sake of the church, you know. And in that time, I felt like, no, I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing this for God, man. You know, this is great. This is cool. And then when I left that, I realized I had nothing else going on. Um, so, so it was a really difficult decision to be like, okay, well, I'm a few years behind on on a lot of things, yeah. you know, because I've really just kind of given my life to this thing, mm -hmm. and now I don't have it anymore. So, you know, you're dealing with the whole issue of identity and of everything. So, so that was the core group that, that I, I had for so long. You know, I was, I was ordained in 2008. And I think I only yeah, left so in 2014, long, yeah. you know. So, so it's not like that long ago. Mm. Um, and you can see kind of coincides with how everything else started to happen afterwards. Indeed. Because I wouldn't have thought of doing theater. You know, I studied jazz. What, what business do I have acting, mm. you know? But you forget because this is all you've been doing. You know? Yeah. I that, that though I find drama, there, there's you know? a bit of a um, correlation or the, the two fields are slightly related. I know a guy, for example, I used to be in drama as well at primary school. Yeah. And the best actor in our drama group, the guy who used to kind of um, be the people, the, the guy who people scream for and all those things, yeah. he's now a pastor. Yeah. And he's doing well. I mean, he's a popular pastor, but in my mind, because of uh, the fact that I know his history, when I see his acclaim and when I see all that stuff, I'm like, but you know, he's been good with the crowds from day one. Yeah. yeah and yeah, and so, 
you know, it's debatable about. There is, yeah, but, but I think there's a correlation. I, I think so. I, I think the, the, the sense of theater, the sense of being um, in front of a crowd and literally feeling the impact the of energy. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, it's almost like a, I don't want to call it a rush because then it sounds like a drug, you know? But there's a real sense of like uh, presence and belonging that I guess can only be compared to something like acting and stage. If you're, you know, if you're in front of a, a, a congregation, True. I imagine. What I want to ask you, Musa, about that, and and it's a very brave conversation you're having, and I appreciate you sharing that part of your life um, because it's such a real thing. Does that mean you turned your back away from God? and spirituality or did you just turn your back from a specific church or did you turn your back from a specific type of church well i didn't turn my back on god um or spirituality and i didn't turn my back on the church as the whole um i know what definitely happened was i did change my ideas around what kind of approach to christianity i was going to follow from that point on and uh just you know Full disclosure: I'm in a Baptist church now, right? Oh, wow! So, but for the unschooled, maybe after as you answer so that, that question, uh-huh. you can also maybe uh, share what the distinctions are between you know. Well, basically, what I what I turned my back on um, were certain ideologies about what it means to be a Christian and what what it what the impact or the the result of being a Christian means on your life. Um, is it about God making everything great for you? And is, is, is it about you becoming successful? Is it becoming rich? Is it becoming influential, becoming a dominant force in, the, in every industry that you're in and, you know, changing the world for Jesus and that kind of thing? Um, which, the gospel it, of prosperity, I think. Is what uh, they the the gospel of prosperity. Uh, that's, that's a very, that's a very, it's well, a very that's what specific, I hear them saying, like yeah, it's a very specific kind of, of approach to God. It, it's basically saying Jesus died for our our earthly good. Okay. That's basically what it's saying. I mean, it's it's the idea that because you're a Christian, you must have a better life in some way, shape, or form. You know, things must improve ah, in a very okay. in a very obvious like on this uh, earth type of way. By being a Christian, you have now earned the right yes to wealth, to you know, promotions at work, to yeah. health. You know, yeah. it's almost like it's owed to you. Almost to like that. To have money and to in have fact, influence and to have health. Yeah. In fact, it's like that's the calling, you know. And if you're not, if you're not dominating wherever you are, you know, you're, you need to pray harder. You need to tithe more. You know, then you get some churches that go that go that route of, you know, you need to give an offering for God to bring your blessing and that kind of thing. Um, and it's and it, it in the end, the gospel of prosperity is really a gospel of man, because you're the one in control. You're the one that needs to pray those prayers. You're the one that needs to bring in that money. It's like you've tied God up. And what I moved to was more um, a gospel of man's need for God, man's inability to reach out to God and touch God and to be to save himself or to even ask God. It's like God has to actually intervene because man is so broken. Um, and it gives God the sovereignty all over again. You know, and it's... And, and when you hear prosperity, you're always hearing about you, mm. you know, God in reference to you. It's God wants to do this so you can and God wants you to be and God wants to change the world through you. And when you hear about the sovereignty of God in its fullness, you realize like, actually, I'm powerless. I'm useless and I need God. 
and suddenly you're dependent on him again. And I actually really questioned if I really knew the gospel, to be honest, for a while. Um, so I'm, I don't want to be in the kind of church that would teach anything approaching that. Obviously, I think there are degrees to it. I don't think every church that teaches that is necessarily bad, bad, bad. Correct. I think it's a dangerous idea. Some churches do it worse than others. But I chose to, you know, if, if I'm going to get married one day and I'm going to have kids, what kind of church do I want them to grow up in? Mm-hmm. I want them to grow up in a, in, a, in, a, in a church that teaches the gospel, that teaches the Bible sequentially, that goes through John chapter 1 this week and next week you're going to you're gonna hear John chapter 2 and next week you're going to hear John chapter 3. And some people say that's boring. And I'm like, well, that's your Bible. Like, why are you saved if you're going to be bored by your Bible then? Like, <laughs> you know, so so I want to learn more about God and to be in awe of him, you know. So, so it's not like so, you, yeah. it's not like you turn back necessarily. It's not like you hit the reset button. You just kind of went through a reconfiguration uh, regarding the way you're viewing things. Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff was challenged. Um, and I just, I couldn't get the answers that I was looking for uh, where I was. And so... I said, okay, look, you know what, you guys are doing what you're doing. It's all great. It's fine. You know, it's, it's a very big part of my life and that'll never change. Um, it's, it's a lot of who I am now, right? The whole performance thing, like where was I singing all these years? Where was I doing, you know, performance? Where was I honing this, this, this craft of being able to stand in front of crowds and be convincing through words or through performance? That was your 10,000 hours. Basically, that's, that's where it was, you know? So, so I'll never Malcolm turn and look at them and say like you're all like evil but it's like but for now <laughs> but it's you like I evil I <laughs> I didn't say that but uh you know maybe for another day but <laughs> we'll <laughs> no but but yeah but I hear you because yeah. what, what I think has tended to happen um globally mm. maybe more so in Africa is that instead of um work out your own salvation instead of us digging the pages of of the bible or whichever you know text that we uh, ascribe to mm. we listen to what's being said and after you know months years centuries whatever it starts being mixed in with with culture it starts being mixed in with opinions and so on and then by the time it's received uh, by certain groups we're receiving like a, a concoction of stuff that yeah. um, we just take as as is mm. as opposed to questioning yeah, uh, what yeah. really is going on. So, I mean, I've got uh, like a bunch of examples. I'll stick to two quick ones. Um, there's a friend of, a um, mutual friend in Zambia. His name is Pompey. He's a great musician. Um, and he is doing music, um, which is impacting the, the like East Africa and so on. Found, um, kind of rooted in, in gospel, but it's his worldview on, on certain issues. Yeah. Now, we collaborated on a song with Pompey before he went full out gospel with Zubs. The song's called Flowers, Needles, Drum Beats. And it's one of those songs which shines the spotlight on like uh, drugs and all that kind of stuff. It's a decent song. It's not like there's anything funny about it. It's a beautiful song. Yeah. That beat. Yeah, which 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 Zaz brought to life, man. You should hear it, man. Yeah, okay, yeah. now I'm like, I'm in No, check it out I after this. Yeah. And I saw on one of the forums a dude criticizing Pompey for mixing with non-gospel artists. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's so, cool. yeah. yeah, so it's it's like the view of that guy is limited to who are you with on the track as opposed to, I mean, I used to always say like if, if Christ, for example, there's that scene where he goes into uh, a church and then he finds traders 
doing their thing. And he gets annoyed and he whips them and all that kind of stuff. He whips them. You're turning the place, down, the like, house of God, into a den like, of thieves. Like, like he I don't think stick. he said it beat, he beat them okay, down. Okay, I think okay. he said he, he turned the tables hey, around. It said, okay, okay, it said okay, he picked up a stick, though. Like he, there was okay, like, regardless of what he did. Some, okay, let's okay, let's 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 take Zab's view. So he turned the tables down. My point is, after he turned the table down, if you gave him a mic there and said, "Christ, spit a verse." Would it be hallelujah? <laughs> or would he like spit some common, you know, like yeah, some yeah. socially aware stuff to try and, you know. Because yeah, so, he's talking to those people. Exactly. So what I'm saying is like there, there is expression that guys are blinded. Uh, I mean, they'll, they'll take the lens of that's not gospel music as yeah. we know it. That's not Ron Cannoli. That's not whoever it is. And they'll judge it based on that as opposed to what is the thinking what is the root what what am i meant to be seeing in what's being said yeah you know so that plays i think into into the culture that we we live in in terms of the the quote-unquote christian culture yeah yeah because it's like a cult it's like a more a club sometimes or it feels like it's that as opposed to it's a movement of people who who look at christ and say you know what what's what, what was he how, on what was yeah his let's mind? decode him and be like um, him that's dope can you elaborate more, Musa, on just what Chilu is saying with regards to how it is perceived? So when you're heavily steeped in the church, like you were, yeah. your your family is the church. Yeah, basically. Your daily interactions are with members of the church. This mm. is your life, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. And then when you sort of extricate yourself away from that, what was the perception like? What kind of what kind of um, what kind of comments did people make or did you even check for those kind of things? What was that like for you? I mean, look, I was, I was, even if I didn't want to check for them, I was going to hear them, right? I was one of, of the course. pastors. So, of course. You know, of course. I didn't like just disappear into the night, unfortunately. I wish I could. But, um, but uh, th- there was, there were a few things. I mean, there were some people that were saying, you know, hey, we'll, we'll stand by you, you know, whatever you do. Um, I think the noisiest bunch, unfortunately, was very negative. Um, you know, you're no longer, you're not using your gift for God. You, you're now, you're now mixing with the world. You are now, you know, you're no longer walking under the anointing, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, certain phrases and um, which, which, which can be quite hard to deal with, especially when you've believed that for so long, like right. this is the only way to do it. Um, just on what, what Chilu was saying, you know, I believe for church singing, you know, like if there's a congregation, yeah, stick to gospel. Yeah. You know, I think if we're in the church on a Sunday and we're worshiping as believers, stick to gospel. But in terms of the expression beyond that, I think it's almost like anything's fair game. Right. And the church doesn't know that or doesn't like that yet, you know, especially certain kinds of churches. Um, so I really got a lot of, a lot of negative uh, feedback. I mean, even quite recently, you know, I was kind of told, you know, you're, you know, you're not... You're not using your gift for God. You're not going to be satisfied out there. You know, just, you're like wasting your gift. And it's like, wow. <laughs> really? I've just made all this progress, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm busy I thinking. Just, I'm and here I am. Real I'm like thanking God every day. Like, what? Yo, Lord, you've opened this door. Like, two years ago, I would never have done any of this stuff. I mean... Just sitting here, you know, for me, it's like a big deal. It's it like, is, right? wow, well, God is well, doing something. I'm awesome. not saying it is a big deal because it's Kia Africans, but I, I mean, mean it's, hey, it's, it's y'all a big, are a big deal, deal to me, are. man. <laughs> y'all are a big deal to it's, me. It's a big deal from the point of view that you get to share seed. You get to, to speak to, to the bunch of people that listen to the podcast mm, and maybe yeah. challenge their thinking. Yeah. I mean, I 
similarly and and uh, you, you you need to like keep me in check Zabs because I mean there's so many stories up in here. <laughs> no <laughs> but, go ahead we love your stories Chilu more stories 1997 right yeah. I'm called to be MC at Miss Zambia which is like a nationally televised thing it's uh, the hugest thing they used to say it's the biggest crowd um, attendance thing other than football in Zambia at the time wow yeah. the previous year or the year before that I couldn't even afford to be in the crowd and then all of a sudden my fortunes are turning and I'm like thank god thank god yeah. I'm on stage you know the show was a success it 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 was like a real real big thing right mm-hmm. um I go back home um you know accolades accolades next morning I'm going to work pep in my step and then I meet a, a bishop who used to come to the radio station I worked at I meet him in the streets in Osaka mm-hmm. and he looks at me and says uh, young man I saw you on TV yesterday dancing So like oh yes and I'm thinking the compliments coming you know yeah, that's yeah. that's what's been I'm thinking dancing what what do you say after that I, yeah. I think he must have dropped he like says, a dance move there where yeah, I was thinking oh you're going to comment on that really intricate dude, dance move I rocked He looks at me in the eye and says you must be serious with your Christianity <sighs> And then He puts his hand in the streets in Lusaka Did puts his hand on me? my head starts praying Oh my me. gosh <laughs> And <laughs> that and demon must come out And he's gone and I'm like what shell shocked You know, shell shock. Right there in the streets, you're being prayed for. That's great, dude. And then, yeah, fast forward. He's just recently had like a mad scandal, which involves him, you know, uh, Oops, touching oh, kids in the wrong place. But Oops. it just goes to show that sometimes it's it's a club, yeah. you know. Unfortunately, because him doing that, in his mind, he's being God's lawyer. He's being the defender of the Almighty, mm. but he's actually. breaking down the confidence of a 21 year old i think it was 21 at the time yeah that's great uh, as opposed to building you you actually maybe leaving a trail of uh, destruction in your wake yeah you know i i think you know the, the problem especially with churches in africa uh is is because we don't really know how to deal with stuff like that uh with with someone having this this career outside of the church especially in the creative field What you will never hear in church is them telling their bankers to leave their bank. No. To work for that. You'll never hear that. You'll never hear if he's a CEO of a bank, you'll never hear the pastor saying, "Why are you not serving the church?" <laughs> you must be you stuff. will never you will never hear them say that. And I'm like, "Wait, this this there's something there's a disconnect." There's a right? There's a disconnect. Now, the creative side really does have a very real impact on people. And so so yes, it must be taken seriously. And so I can understand it from that point of view, but But in terms of managing the difference between hey I'm out there I'm actually working just like everyone else is working. Yeah. This is my job, you know. So so I'm a singer. That's what I do and that's how I put food on the table. So I'm going to sing, I'm going to sing wherever I get work. Now your 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 convictions can allow you or disallow you from certain jobs, but that's up to you. That's on you. Yeah. That but that's it, it doesn't go beyond you though. No. You know. And and I think it would be so awesome if pastors in the situation like the one you just described and the one I kind of gave you it, it's like if they took that as an opportunity to be like hey talk to me about what happened and so how are you handling being out there and yeah. hey let's mentor you so that while you're out there you're covered and you know you're strong you right. don't lose your faith because there's a lot of ways of losing the plot when you of know course. when you're in the creative field so it would be great to have that mentorship and that kind of belief from your leaders it'll give you confidence yeah. and that would be awesome but that for the most part they're just like what are you doing out there yeah. what are you doing out there and so they lose a lot of us a lot of us creative guys yeah. to 
you know, quote unquote, the world, you know, and then we, because we're not also trying to really study that hard, you know, like the word and stuff. We tend to also go off on tangents, yeah. unfortunately. So we do need that covering. We do need, you know, that support. It's just, yeah. man, they're just like the miniature doing anything out there. Uh-uh. And we go all the way prodigal son with it, right? Because we're exactly. like, you know what? If I'm not going to be covered by grace, then I might as well. Then I might as well. Oh, yeah. You know, then when, when, yeah. when certain Peace. things are, they go against your core being. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but now you're now rebelling. Exactly. And there's always that conflict between, I thought you said that sin was the problem, not sinners. So if I'm out there fraternizing with sinners, how is that the problem? Also, I thought you said it was about preaching the gospel of Christ, who's a savior. And if we're all saved, why are we all still hanging out with each other? Surely saving is part of the process or or whatever. It's just everything points to a journey out in terms of physical and inward in terms of spiritual. You know, yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you about the role of Christianity as we know it in Africa. Yeah. Because from where I, where I come from, it's one of the most dominant religions, obviously. Oh, yeah. Do you think there is a way to seamlessly kind of subscribe to both the teachings of Christianity and the prescriptions of culture, for example, and tradition? Um, I think that's a, it's, a very, it's a very touchy question. Um, one of the things that, that did happen as I was kind of making my decisions and stuff is I actually became quite serious about doctrine, you know. Um, so, so, yeah, I believe you have to be very careful with what you mix um, because you want Christianity should be Christianity. Um, it should be defined by its own kind of, you know, Ideal. ideas and, and, and philosophies. And, you know, we get that from the Bible. Um, I think the minute you try and mix that with something, you start to maybe go down the path of actually something that's not Christianity, but it looks Christian. Um, and so that's, 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 very, that's a very dangerous walk, I believe. I think what's important is we have to understand that there are other ideas out there and that we are always going to intersect with them. And we need to know how to, how to interface, interact with them without losing the core of Christianity. I, I think there is a way to do that. But it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of conversations, yeah. difficult conversations. You know, like you, you can hear some guys that come at you with these these arguments about whether God exists or whether whether it's okay for me to live this kind of lifestyle. Um, and you know, you're coming with your idea from the Christian point of view, but that means nothing to them. <laughs> you know, it yeah. means nothing to them. So it's like, so how are you going to approach this the subject? You know, you're both on opposite ends of the spectrum so you're actually never going to connect you know because you're, you're busy standing on your islands i don't think you need to lose christianity to be able to talk to someone that's not christian or to be able to live in this world with its different cultures and different ideals and philosophies yeah. i think you just need to be careful that you're not making christianity into something else that that i think we need to be careful about if you if you if you enjoy doing certain things and you you have your your lifestyle that's great um, but when you say you're a Christian, you mean something specific. But you what know. I also find is, you know, when they say that a horse, when they want it to be focused, they put what? What do they call the blinders? Blinkers. Blinkers. Yeah. So they put blinkers, and I think that analogy maybe holds true in terms of the way sometimes uh, Christians deal with other uh, faiths, other cultures, other, because if you, 
I'm not, and I'm not sure how you feel about this, but if you kind of open yourself to try and understand the next guy and what he, what he thinks and so on, mm-hmm. it allows you to then engage from a mature place, a place of empathy and so on. But we sometimes, because of uh, the bl- the blinkers, you say, the blinkers yeah. on, are caught up in Christianese. Yeah. Whereas um, if, if you're sitting on a table with somebody who is um, Jewish, who is uh, Muslim, um, we fail to, we, we're kind of thrown off. We, we're like in a place where we kind of are like shell-shocked people. And I think personally, even though maybe I haven't done as much uh, of it, I think we need to kind of school ourselves a bit more on what others um, believe as opposed to just kind of, you know, no, yeah, that's not the way. Yeah. I, I, sorry, I was going to say, I, I think personally, I think everyone's wearing blinkers and I, and I actually don't believe it's only Christians. I think it's even people looking at Christians because it's not like they're trying to understand us either. Right. Cause a lot of, there's a lot of talk about Christianity nowadays and a lot of like a negative talk yeah. specifically. And y'all ain't open-minded. Y'all aren't willing to have these conversations. And it's like, oh, but you're not willing to have that conversation about my thing with me. Yeah. So, right, right, so right, right. I, think, I think we're all wearing blinkers. And, but, but the answer is definitely we need to be able to open ourselves up at least to understand the next person. It doesn't yeah. mean you're now taking on what they believe. It's just, yeah. okay, I get where you're coming from. And so I have a way of talking about where I'm coming from in light of where you're coming from. You know, I think I that's because a, what, what might be happening as well mm-hmm. is guys looking from the outside in are seeing, they don't seeing the distinctions when they, they, they're thinking Christianity, then they're seeing a guy spring doom on his congregation. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then they're thinking, so that's what Christians think. You know what I mean? Yeah, they yeah, they look at guys like drinking yeah. petrol and, and all that kind of weird stuff and it's all being mashed up. And, um, yeah, I don't even know how one gets or around like raising the hand and saying, no, that's not us. That's, that's no, them. Man. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's a mess. It is a mess. Look, I think, I think we're going to move away from, from Christianity now. And, and, and I'm sure at some point we'll revisit this, this conversation no, with definitely. you. It's all good. But I do agree that we need to talk some more uh, about differing ideas, which is part of the reason why I personally am loving interacting with Jordan Peterson. Jordan oh, B. Peterson is a guy I spoke to Musa about when Jordan I Peterson. first met him, which yeah. is ironic because I've never spoken about Jordan Peterson with anyone else except maybe my friend T, you know. But um, Jordan Peterson is a controversial guy right now, you know. And he's not just controversial in the West and the U.S. He's controversial. He's, he's becoming a global thing. Yeah. Because what he does is he challenges some of our perceptions and ideas that we've held as just true because they are just true. And we collectively uphold these things without questioning them. So he questions some of those things. And in a lot of cases, I think he's wrong, you know. But in a lot of other cases, too, he's absolutely right. But the, the, the resistance he meets with every time he challenges these ideas, people who don't want to engage at all, others who only want to engage at a certain level, yeah. and then others who are completely just like, unless you change your idea of how you think, then you and I can never talk again. You know, yeah, yeah. and so I've been watching Jordan Peterson's path, and I know you've been watching it too. Oh yeah, Jordan Peterson is someone I, I think I discovered last year, um, and I loved how he framed his arguments. And you know, just like you've said, watching the way he interacts with different people, I've been watching a lot of his interviews, and um, this is why I believe everyone's got blinkers. It's not just a certain group of people, 
because even even those who claim to have an open mind aren't willing to really listen to what he's saying because when you hear people respond to him you hear them responding in a way it's like wait he didn't say that though you know it's like yeah. it's like they they they're fighting a person that's actually not sitting in front of them they, right. they they've come up with an idea of what he means Correct. because of what he said one of the big issues that he i mean that he became famous for was a bill in Canada that would basically impose um a law that would force basically people to identify uh, someone with uh, a man, gender pronoun. A gender pronoun. You have to you have to use the gender pronoun that they believe they they should be identified by. Yep. And his problem was is like you can't force that though, right? You shouldn't yeah. be forcing that. And so people go, well, then you hate people who have different gender pronouns. It's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you shouldn't compel speech through a bill that's never happened in the history of language right. right but if we're talking with each other and, and and it becomes a natural thing where those conversations happen that's fine and that's great and in fact if someone were to ask him to do that he would do it Happily. right but he's just saying the government shouldn't get involved and so other people will will spin that and go so you don't care about people with different pronouns. So that's not what he said. You don't. You think those people don't matter. That's not what he said. You know, so, straw manning. And yeah, I find that it. that that that's the problem when we talk about things like differing perspective on religion and Christianity, yeah. or when you try to have any kind of engagement, especially on a social level, on a communal level, with everybody involved about core values, for example, or or, or things that things that are to do with gender, even you know. And some things are not even that deep. You know, some things are just as simple as, I don't know, I prefer Pusha T's new album to Kanye West's new album. Nah, you can't really be doing that because I can't believe you said Pusha T's a better rapper. It's like, no, I didn't say that. Whoa, whoa. I just said I prefer that. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Aren't I allowed to feel? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. Battle then, against free speech. And then before yeah. you know it, you know, it's just, it's them versus us. There's just a war going on. There's a on, lot of that know? at the moment. Man. There There's is so yeah. much of there that is. going on. There is. All right, you and I will have a Jordan Peterson conversation more we because have have we can't Jordan just Peterson scrape the surface with Jordan. Yeah, Peterson. Yeah, yeah, go yeah, back started on something. You, there, you should find out more. I'm going to Google him. I'm, gonna, <laughs> oh my I'm God. thinking Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. I'm on this. Let me tell you. Let me tell Michael B. Jordan is on planet Uranus, and Jordan P. Jordan B. Peterson is probably on Mercury. Closer yeah. to the sun, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, it's hot out uh, there. yeah, and I mean, they couldn't be more worlds apart. They're in the same galaxy, <laughs> yeah. but it's hot out there. Nah, nah, where this I'm guy gonna, is. I'm gonna Google the man. Okay, so let's 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 segue through from that. Let us know about your journey with Jordan. Yeah, we, we will, we'll yeah. have a great conversation. You even bought the book, right? Twelve. Roots. I bought the book. Yeah, I bought and it on Amazon, it. and I'm yeah, reading it currently. Yeah. Apparently, it's one of the bestsellers in South Africa too, right now. Is it? Apparently. Wow, I didn't. Did you guys get a check from, <laughs> from this dude? <laughs> listen, listen, listen. This guy is actually quite compelling. Okay, no, no. I'm, I'm I, he he I'm structures himself very well, and that's what I like. It's very few people take the time to actually really structure their ideas. Yeah. And he's con- he's not he's not just convincing. It's like the logic is there. But he's windy and he waffles and he can be quite a bigot sometimes. But hey, that's where you and I differ though. We disagree. That's where you and I differ. Okay, we'll have so that conversation. We'll have that conversation. <laughs> um, uh, I want to talk about another discipline. That, you remember when we talked about your Taekwondo and about a, you have yeah. a You have a unique ability to respond as life guides you in different places. You do it with courage. You do it with conviction. Yeah. There's a sense of self-belief there, you know? Um, and there's a sense of confidence there, you know? Um, 
I want to go back to what I asked you earlier on what does it cost you and, and what have you had to give up in order to get that? Because I know a lot of people struggle with trying to do several things at the same time. I mean, yeah. Chilu's just started um, running with a radio summit in Lusaka in, in Zambia. Oh, um, beautiful summit that he's put together, but he has had to wear like the organizer jacket, the CEO oh, jacket, the, oh, wow. you know, he, the buck stops with me jacket, which yeah. is obviously not something he was born with, you know? Um, and it's, it's a far cry from a voice artist, but you have to be able to juggle different roles in life. How do you manage to do it so well? Um, and you mentioned Taekwondo. Taekwondo gave me something that I think I didn't have before. Um, when you go through any kind of process that gives you an opportunity to, to grow and change. Now, in Taekwondo, it's, it, it appears mostly physical. You know, you start, you, you're not flexible, you can't kick to save your life. You realize there's actually three or four stages to a proper kick and you're like, oh, I didn't know that, you know, type thing. Yeah. And you, you learn them one at a time and you're, you're grinding for months to get like these basic kicks right and stuff like that. And then you can do them and then you can do more and then you can do more and you're going up with the belt system mm. and, you're and, you know, you're learning about the hierarchies in Taekwondo. It's, like, it's, it's very traditional, a lot of protocol and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, watching my own body just go through those changes. It's like if I can go from not being able to kick to save my life yeah. to being able to jump and kick two boards that are like, you know, like a meter and a half apart, you know, mm. in one kick. You know, if I can do that, like, what else can I do? You know? I'll tell you what, you what can't else can be I messed do? with. <laughs> no, yeah, you can't be but, messed but with. You, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just, it gave me a confidence to actually explore. Taekwondo yeah. is something I started as a sport. You know, I want to do, I want to do a martial art. You know, who didn't want to do a martial art? We all wanted to be Jackie Chan. You know what I mean? We all wanted to be Bruce Lee. So, so yeah, that, that's where it started. Shokosugi. Do you remember Shokosugi? <laughs> I remember that guy. Yeah. I remember that the guy. The ninja dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so going through that whole process and learning what it means to actually have a skill that's dangerous. Yeah. And so you, you need to carry yourself a certain way and you need to be treated a certain way because right. you can respond a certain way to bad treatment now. You know, that How does your girlfriend feel about that? How does your girlfriend feel about that? Pretty much. My girlfriend's very happy about it because she, like, yeah. she knows like, she's happy very well protected and you don't learn a martial art properly without becoming less violent. Fantastic. People think you become more violent, you become less violent because you actually learn self-respect and it's like, wait, I actually could hurt people so I'm not going to just go around willy-nilly mm. and do stuff. But if someone's in trouble or if I'm in trouble, I know I can defend myself or I can protect yeah. people. Beautiful. And it connected with what I was doing with church. You know, a lot of the reason I, I, you know, had a lot of these back and forths and ended up making these decisions is I had beliefs that I felt like, no, we should be doing it this way or I'm seeing something. I, I want to stand for something. And um, it comes at a price. It really does. You know, yeah. working hard comes at a price. You're, you're going through physical pain. Of, of learning a skill, but you realize just like with you taking on this, this new role of the CEO, it's like, well, either you do it or you don't. Right. Either you do it or you don't, you know, like the opportunities there, you want to achieve this, it's going to cost you this much. So are you going to pay the price? Because if you're not going to pay the price, then you have no business being there. So that's my, it. You know? my, my daughter is also doing karate at school, funnily enough. Yeah. Uh, but have you been in a fight where you've had to use your your skill. Yes, I have. Really? I have twice. I see no scars, so I guess we can safely assume. 
No, no, no. I mean, obviously, in Taekwondo, you learn to spar, and there's the sport of sparring. And in that, I did a competition, and my arm was broken in my first competition. Oh, wow. That was fun. But, um, but I. So, there's I, a break a leg, you. Someone had to go there. <laughs> it was just, it was just waiting for you, and you, you went and you grabbed it. Chilu will always go there. Chilu can't leave it there. You will see it hanging, and he'll be Sorry, like, "Daddy like, joke, low hanging daddy fruit." Joke it's mode. like, I need now. to take it now. I give me that bite, bite. that fruit. Leave it alone. No, the story. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I uh, <laughs> I've had to, I've had to fight twice, and both times it was I was you know someone was trying to mug me. Um, well, actually, the one time someone was trying to mug me, the other time someone was just being silly. And but you didn't initiate. No, I'll, nev- self- I'll never, so I'll never... never initiate a fight. But wait, look. So yeah. this is the. I, I find this fascinating. Yeah. Obviously, this was after your pasta stuff, right? Um, the because one was kind of during. A lot, a lot, yeah, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of guys during. think like, well, you're, you're a, pasta, a pasta, bro. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> comes at you because you're a pasta. Say, Son. Go, go well, go your own way. Let's yes. not. Here's the other cheek. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so it was um, during. Uh, the first, the, 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 yeah, one of the times was during. Um, but, but the fact of the matter is, is like, if, if I'm killed, I can't do anything ever again. Like, that's it. It's done. Yeah. You know? And so if my life is being threatened, either I protect my life or I lose it. Like, that was the choice I was facing in that moment. It's like someone's got a weapon. So it wasn't just somebody irritating you like I'm hey. not I'm not just being nagged and like, hey, yeah. you know, you're an idiot, you know, and it's like yeah. shut your mouth, papa. And then, you know, like that that's not what was happening, you know. And um so so I literally had to 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 protect my life. And um, you know, once the person came at me, you know, it was like, well, they don't have a gun. If it's a gun, like you don't don't even bother. Like you don't beat bullets. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's not the um, matrix. Unless you're the one. Yeah, unless you're saying. the one. Like, <laughs> unless you're the one. And I'm not the one. I'm probably like the seven, but not the one. Um so <laughs> the three for so, so yeah, but 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 yeah, I had to I had to protect myself in that situation. I, I think I think it's definitely a valid position to take if you're being threatened and you can protect yourself. Sometimes like I said, if there's a gun or if there's a lot of people and you literally can't do anything, you can't do anything. Um, but, but if you can, then do it. Yeah. Because, because this, is, this is a choice you face in many more ways than just a physical way, yeah. right? It's like if, if, you're, if, if your whole life is being challenged by some kind of ordeal, it's like, are you going to rise up to the challenge and, and face it? Or are you going to let it override everything because it has far-reaching consequences and if if i was like cut or if i was you know cut a certain way and i bled out because it was it was empty there was no one that was going to find me there you You know i wouldn't be here or my or the quality of my life would be vastly different and then you're dependent on other people for a long time and i'm in south africa i don't have a lot of family here it's like there's so many things that go through your mind in that moment it's like it's 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 fight or die you know, fight or lose the opportunity to do a, diff- a bunch of things. So I, I, I chose to fight and yeah, I'm here. So clearly I'm okay. The, you know, you yeah, open your I, mouth like you're going to say something. No, no, yeah. no, no. I'm, I'm, so, I'm amused because I remember, <laughs> I remember when I was a kid. Oh, here we go. Get <laughs> oh, with the stories. The stories. Last one, last one, last one. Last one. No, because I was, I was a kid and um, I remember my mom telling me the story of a guy who went in front because during the church services they used to have a testimony period 
where you go up front and say, God's been good to me this week because ABCD church goes, hey, man, they clap. Yeah. And this guy went up and he spoke about how he beat up some dude that, you know, and so he didn't get the claps and the amens because it was a no-no for a guy who professes to be Christian yeah. or whatever to, to get in a tussle to, to fight. So yeah. I've just never thought about it until you came, black belt pasta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the black belt pasta. Yeah, that could be a brand. It's like, exactly, man. if you can't like, cast out the demons, you kick them out. Yeah, you know? dude, we can make figurines. Have some demons? Hey. Call the black belt <laughs> black pasta. pasta. <laughs> No doom required. (laughs) (laughs) Before we go into rapid fire, I'll tell you what that is just now. Before we go into that, you touched on something very uh, lightly and I'm just going to touch on it very briefly. We could go in on another like two hours on it, but I won't. You said being out here and not having family around you. How have you found that experience as, as someone living in the diaspora, somebody who's, 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 um, you know, who's a traveler like a lot of us are? Um, it's definitely had its perks. I mean, just economically, it's, you know, South Africa is a lot more stable than, than where I was in Zim. Um, but but being a foreigner already kind of puts you in a different, like, tier of people, you know. You know, I was just in Pick and Pay the other day and someone, one of the ladies was like, oh, do you want to open a Pick and Pay account? I was like, they're doing accounts now at Pick and Pay? That's awesome. And so she's like, I need your ID number. I have a passport. She's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> You know, <laughs> stuff like that. So it's, it's yeah, certain things are not available to you yep, yep, that you would yep. really like to have. And and um, you have to go through a few more hoops than other people to of get course, things done. Um, but on a human being level, it's, I mean, you it's say, you say because, if I get attacked yeah. in this dark alley, I mean, I don't even have family around that will yeah. look for me. It's, it's, it's definitely got, got its impact in terms of the loneliness aspect. You know, I mean, I have like, some like distant family but no one I'm like talking to or maybe one person I'm talking to a lot but but other than that it's like that's it um you really have to fight to make your way here uh and it's 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 definitely something you have to take on quite seriously for the first bunch of years and especially like when I was a pastor you know everything was kind of just happening and um I didn't think of that too much because I had something going on and now suddenly I had to face the big wide world and it's like, whoa, this is, this is really difficult. It's really difficult. It would be so much easier if I was home where the mom's there and family's there. If things don't work out, there's the house where you're always going to stay and, and that kind of thing. And you've got people that will always be like, no, I know somebody, you know, let me, let me talk to somebody for you. And here it's not like that for a while. You, you might get that eventually, but it's, it's difficult. And also, anytime you do anything, you know, you're not just doing your own thing. You're representing your people as well. Yeah, right? man. Whether, whether you know it or not. Yes, um, indeed. The responsibility so, is heavy so there is a, in that regard. Quite a big responsibility in that, in that yeah. regard. And, and um, it's, it's been difficult, but eventually I've started enjoying it uh, because it's like, well, again, it's that same outlook. It's like, if this is what it costs to do the thing, are you going to pay it? Are you going to pay the price? You know, like I have to be here. I have to do it here. Um, I can't do what I'm doing in Zim. In Zim, there's the, the infrastructure won't work there. I can't just decide to go home and do what I'm doing now over there. Um, so, so I've had to pay that price. It's, it's not an easy journey, especially like when you encounter xenophobia. I'll tell you a quick story. Um, you know, one time I was on a taxi from Pretoria to Randburg. And now you have to 
because of the guys who watch key, uh, key Africans unlocked all over the place. When you yes. say taxi in South Africa, everyone knows what you mean. Okay, great. When great, when great, you great. yeah, Zamin view will think you're talking about a taxi cab. Yeah. So like a minibus, you know, yeah. like these minibuses. You know, they'll have like 20 people in them, even though they seat maybe 14. Um, yeah. You know, very Thanks common Thanks for that feature, clarification. You know, <laughs> type thing. Good looking um, out. Yeah, good looking out, bro. So, so they call taxis here. Uh, and this is, this is a semi-long distance. It's not very long distance. Maybe like almost an hour of a trip. And between Pretoria and the destination, you go through this, this area called uh, Deep Sluit, right? And it's, it's, it's kind of like a shanty town, you know, uh, or at least it's been known for that. It's right next to a very lani place called uh, Danefern. So it's, it's kind of juxtaposition. And, and that, in that time, there was a lot of xenophobia. So a lot of South Africans expressing anger at those that were not from South Africa being in their spaces. You know, they're taking our jobs. They're doing this. It's actually a conversation going on all over the world. You know, it's nationalists, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a valid conversation so, to have. So now I'm on this taxi and you're there with a bunch of people. And right up on the road, across the road runs this person. And then a mob is following them. Oh, right? And I'm just like, <laughs> what did that guy do? And on the taxi, everyone is like, yes, you must get them. Get those foreigners. There was a, there was a slang word they use, quere, quere, ma, quere, quere. You know, get them. Yeah, they must go. They must go. You know, yeah. And they're all like in the taxi. I'm sure you can taxi. quiet at that point. Like, oh, man, I had my earphones and everything, bro. Like... They, you're sitting there and you're like, wow, if, if I open my mouth and say anything, yeah. <laughs> you might be, not make it to the destination. I might not make it to Randburg. You might Randburg, have to use your Taekwondo. Know? It's like, and I didn't do Taekwondo back then. But, but and that's even worse. So I was even more scared. Yeah, you wouldn't have been able to use it. I'll but, tell you that. But you encounter something like that and you realize like, wow, it can actually be dangerous for you to do this as a foreigner. And back then I used to do a lot of singing the national anthem, <laughs> funny enough, as a Zimbabwean singing the, the South African national anthem at a place called Emperor's Palace. It's a very big, like, casino-type place. Um, uh, it's also got these sporting events, so that yeah. they do boxing and tennis. And I would sing the national anthem for these events. And they wouldn't put my full name in the newspapers because they didn't want people to realize that I'm not local. So my name is, my full name is Musa Nete, but they would just use Musa because Musa is a name you can find in South Africa. So Musa is going to be singing the national anthem at this thing and not Musa Nete because they could actually potentially face backlash for hiring a foreigner, especially to sing the national anthem. You know, like I, I can kind of understand that. But but you, you, you have all these extra barriers. And it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. A lot to, I mean, to, to, there's to so with. much to take on board. And not to mention what it's done for the fabric of family across the continent, what exactly. it's done uh, for the people in general in terms of what it's forced us to take on in terms of identity, mm. you know. Um, but I, like I said, that's a whole podcast worth of conversations that we could be having. So this has basically been like a bunch of intros. This is just <laughs> an introduction to Musanetes, <laughs> so everybody knows this guy exists and they know what kind of guy he is, how dope oh, he is. They haven't heard you. Can they hear you singing online? Like, do you have a recording somewhere? Uh, a- I've, I'm, I'm, I'm in an album with uh, Charles Duplessis called The Gershwin Songbook. Beautiful. You can find that on uh, iTunes. iTunes. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so Other I than that, just there. check the listings for the theatrical performances. Are you on Twitter, Insta? I'm on Twitter, Instagram. You can just search Musanete. That's M-U-S-A-N-E-T-E. Yeah. On both Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, Musanete Sakupwanya. Great. Um, yeah. We didn't even talk about your podcast. 
No, we didn't. You see, I was I was Journey a good boy. Podcast. I didn't you mentioned I didn't it. You plug. mentioned it, and you plugged it right at the beginning, <laughs> yeah, man. So, but so you're all. gonna have some some traffic coming your way. No, yeah. no, no, no. You de- yeah, you definitely are gonna have a few people coming through to check you out. So, um, yeah. Journey to Podcast. Yeah, um, you can find it at journeytopodcast.com. Yeah, it's a podcast about podcasting. So it's basically teaching you how to get into podcasting, what you need to look out for, what my experiences have been. Some a few like motivational things as well, you know, just you know, because it's it's all about learning something new, and as you guys know, that's my whole thing, right? I will watch YouTube videos on anything that I want to learn about, and then I will go and do it. So, YouTube is the new varsity, so, bro. Hey man, Absolutely. YouTube hey man. is the new varsity. All right, that we're gonna true. get into rapid fire rapid before we fire. wrap it up. Okay, great. Rapid fire is basically me asking you a bunch of questions around about five, maybe six. Uh, it might just be one word in which you tell me what comes to your mind when I say it. It okay. might be a, a choice of options between like something and another you choose. Uh, or it might just be a sentence to finish. Whatever it is, cool. it's on you. There's no cool. right or wrong answers. I hope it's so. It's rapid fire because you don't take a lot of time to go through it. Yeah, that's So cool. don't overthink. Yeah. Say right. whatever, whatever the first thing that comes that's to your so mind is, to say me. it. I Even if it's a swear seconds, word, bro. you know what I mean? You're the cool. pastor with the taekwondo. No one will come for you. Yo, bruh. <laughs> All right, let's jump right in. All right, let's go. Talent or discipline? Discipline. Nice. Stage or television? Stage. Hmm. That's interesting because people are now starting to watch all this stuff online, so... They are, but I like... Nothing like real-life experience of stage. I prefer it. Yeah, TV's out, man. Let's be real. I mean, hey, Netflix for for days. (laughs) Is that television, though? (laughs) Is it? Isn't it? Uh, A formal? uh, Streaming... TV, it's I becoming guess? TV, I guess. Hmm. We'll uh, see. Physical. I'm turning your rapid fire. Into yeah, like you are. Like turtle I'm watching fire. this. Oh, turtles. <laughs> Toto like, is pop. Toto we is get fire. along too well. That's the problem. Like it's. <laughs> right, it's right, like right, yeah. Right. That's all bad. That's all bad. Stick to the format, bro. Physical strength or mental prowess? I think I already know what you're gonna choose here. Mental prowess. Okay. <laughs> I would actually try and go for a combination of both, but you know, it was either or. So, mental yeah. prowess. Hip hop. Or R&B? R&B. Okay, now the last one, you're going to have to finish it off. Oh, gosh, here we go. I'll even give you a half a second to think about it. Oh, man, here we go. Home is... Great food. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that's dope. (laughs) Listen, nothing tastes like home, hey? There is no taste like home. uh, Seriously. Man, that was probably... I'm going to listen to this and go like... Dude, bruh, like you could have handled that so much better. No, great know, food. You said great food? Yeah. Can I, I tell you, there's nothing that will remind you of home more than things no, like right. taste. True. Definitely. You know? true. So True's it's not just a coincidence true. that it popped up in your mind. No. Because you miss the taste of home. Yeah. You can yeah. try and make your own, for example, Sadza Nemuriwo, Nshima. You can try and make yeah. your own pop when you're living out in Switzerland. Yeah. But it just doesn't quite no, taste does. like Lusaka or does. Harare or, or Joburg or so. It just never quite tastes like home, you know. So I like um, the way he made my answer so deep. I'm just I'm really happy. That's no, great. no, yeah. man. That's 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 that's, that's <laughs> what he does. That's what he does. No, it was deep. It was deep when you said it. Yeah. People yeah. are fooled into thinking home is about a physical space or a building yeah. or a geographical location. Yeah. Nah, it's things like taste, food, yeah. things like smell, experiences. That's what makes you at home or feel at home, you know? Yeah. 
if if we ever used to play out with tracks which we don't that would be a good segue for your track the save your space because there's no place like home oh. right yeah 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 <laughs> i like that you've been listening to my music it makes me feel it's very word, affirming <laughs> i'm so affirmed right Validation. now actually. i'm so valid oh, it's Yo, nice. it's, and that album came out in 2008 or something yeah, somewhere Yo, there, that's man. Validation. Yeah. thank you bro yeah no no thank the you. way i respect yeah. this guy that he <laughs> listens to my music is like okay Thanks, I can see, like Viva. you're smiling Yo, differently this now. Is real. <laughs> Tip and trick. <laughs> next, <laughs> next time I see you, quote a line, and you're gonna be right here. You're gonna be right now. You're here. You're gonna be right I here. Breakfast gonna be on last letter with you. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> bro! Thank you so much for joining us on Key Africa. Hey man, man, I'm I look so glad I got to all our other conversations. You also were a relationship pastor, right? Well, I mean, I don't know if you can say relationship pastor, well, but I was good you were like at, a counselor. you know, yeah. I was good with that kind of We didn't of even thing, jump, yeah. jump in on that. Nah. We might make that our own African pod yeah. series yeah, or something. Man. That, cool, be, that, that would be dope. That's like, cool. get advice from... Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for finally doing this, bro. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. I'm really glad we we finally got to get it done. This is a this has been a really good experience. No, good to me. meet I really you, man. It. Thanks, Chilu. Yeah, it's been real. God bless, guys. Awesome. We done. Done, son. Rapid fire off off the mic. King James or the Message Bible? 